Gabriel, you have to dig yourself out of this hole. Look, I know you think it's safer inside. No more torture, no more pain, no more expectations. I've been there. You were nothing like your family. You sure as hell weren't like your dad. Me either. And just like you, I got out. Or I, I thought I got out. But then, then my family needed me. And this is my life. Mosher. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that talks about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We're back. Uh, we've not been gone long for you guys, but for us, it's been like weeks since we recorded because that's the way that time like works sometimes. Time. Uh, we are back. We definitely both remember having watched this episode like over a week mm-hmm. ago now. Uh, can't wait to talk about it more in depth. And really just relying on my notes for this one, Chris. I'm hoping that I did good. It's going to be, you know, I think the only benefit we can take away from this is I, I recall being really mad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at um, at our writers on this one, Buckland coming. Um, and now I can't I can't quite sum it up as much of that rage it's been too long did you just drop some new slang on me are you is buckland a new thing that we're saying now is that Buck, a, buckland coming that was from the discord buckland coming is that bucking uh what are they what are their names called buckliming buckliming mm-hmm. yeah buckland coming buckland it was something coming. from the discord okay. don't ask me i don't know <laughs> don't ask me our discord has has taken off everyone's usernames changed and i don't know what's going on over there uh if, yeah if you guys want to find out though go to patreon.com slash monster of the week give us some money every month you'll get access to our discord a bunch of exclusive comment content um and me and chris hang out in the discord all the time so you can ask us questions like what is your favorite video game and we'll say look we talk about video games all the time how do you not know what stardew valley we listen to the outtakes jesus christ yeah come on come on um but yeah do that and we're super appreciative of everybody that's done that uh i've said this for the last couple of weeks and i mean it we have new merch coming soon i'm hoping to get that up this week um we have cool new shirts uh, featuring stuff like Bucker Boys and Rowena and a shirt for Winchester Payne and all kinds of cool stuff. So pay attention to that. Links are in the show notes. Chris, what's, up? what's been going on with season 13? Sum up 17 Beat episodes me. for me, please. <laughs> Beats me, brother. Um, <laughs> last time, 
Oh man, I forgot it. Okay. Uh last time on Supernatural, Soup and Dupe accidentally released an Eldritch God from a Men of Letters chapter house in Rhode Island. Which one? So they had their work cut out for them. (laughs) Soup and Dupe. Sam and Dean, Soup and Dupe. Uh though they had their work cut out for them. The quest brought them one step closer to opening the door to the apocalypse world and saving Jack and Mary. Meanwhile, Ketch escaped from his business deal with Asmodeus, uh, freeing the tortured Gabriel in his escape. Now Cooch and Dupe are heading over to the apocalypse <laughs> world while Soup waits for <laughs> waits for Coop CL to return oh to the bunker. God. What is this? What is happening right now? I don't know. <laughs> I wrote this fucking eight weeks ago. <laughs> oh man. Uh did you say Coop and Dupe? Cooch DL? Is that what you just said right there? Is that the- uh Coop DL. Coop DL. Is that because he was riding a, he was driving a coop for That's a while? That's exactly why. Or is it just because you were spazzing out while writing this and trying to get it done? I don't know what happened to me. I don't okay. know. I think I I wrote this on a Sunday. Usually I walk watch these on a weekday. It was that you know, weekend energy really messed everything up. <laughs> so we're talking about season thirteen, episode eighteen, Bring 'em Back Alive, written by Brad Buckner, Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by Buckland Cumming. I didn't make it up, okay. Directed by Amon Katarali. This aired on April twelfth, two thousand eighteen. Daniel Lackles and Richard Spite Jr. return. That's definitely not the way you pronounce his name. Lucifer rules over heaven, but things aren't going exactly as planned, exasperating his first lady, Joe. Oh. Is her name Joe? So she's got an angel name that I don't remember, but yeah, Anil. she's called Sister Joe. And as I'm writing Joe in my notes, I'm like, wait a second. Supernatural I thought it was already a, has a woman already named have a Joe. Joe. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Castiel are perplexed by the return of Gabrielle. Meanwhile, Dean gets one step closer to finding Mary and Jack. Um, I... You know, this is a Buckland episode. Um, I I think that it, this is okay. Um, it it's moving some plots. I, I I talked at the end of season twelve, and I've talked about this in um, the episode where Bobby comes back and gets some screen time. Of like, I, I've got some patience for this like alternate universe uh, bringing back old characters and Sam and Dean having to interact with them. And I absolutely do, right? I'm I'm kind of into so like spoilers, I guess. This you know Charlie is going to show a alternate universe. Charlie is going to show up in this. What I don't have a lot of patience for is like Dean acting like Charlie or any of these characters are his own characters, are his own people, right? Like I find that like I feel like Dean just like has got this down. Like he's traveled through time. Like he fucked with the Titanic, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, this dude, he's mm-hmm. he went back into the old west. Like I, it, by this point, I feel like if he saw alternate universe Charlie, he'd be like, "That's alternate universe Charlie." I bet she could help me. Not like I have a lot of guilt about my own Charlie thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is if they're just going to use these alternate universe characters as like weird plot devices to re-engage with all of Dean's old bullshit that I feel like we're past. I, I, I'm not going to be here for it. I guess. Yeah. It, it just, it kind of just feels like fan service um, more than anything. I, I don't know if they're going to do anything with it. I don't know if they'll stick around for a while. Um, why'd you kill them in the first place? Did you keep wanting to bring these people back? Let's you're the one him. that killed him, Buck Lemming. You, you're the one that yeah. killed her. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not obviously it's great to see Felicia, Felicia Day, but like, you know, it just it, this stuff has worn off. You know, it, it, you don't get the excitement of seeing an old friend anymore when they just keep doing it over and over again. I mean, that's just me. That's just me. I'm sure plenty of people get super excited whenever they see a familiar face. Sure. And that's fine. Um, but it, it doesn't doesn't get me riled up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start 
basically where we left off at the last episode with Dina Ketch jumping through the portal. Uh, this time, instead of arriving in like weird rocky country, uh, the seasons have moved on. We are weird winter country. Uh, yeah. Dean has no idea where they are, but just pretty much instantly tells Ketch to like, hey, you need to fuck off. I've got a job to do. You were just coming over here to get away from Lucifer or no, from Asmodel. And Ketch, of course, is like, actually, you know, I'd, I'd really like to help you. Not not, not for any merry reasons or anything. I uh, just want yeah. to, to hang out, maybe. Just, just try to get my GF back. <laughs> I'm definitely not any, don't, not, not going to talk about Mary at all. Yeah. Um, Ketch getting a lot of screen time, let me tell you. Um, but I do like this, this setting. I like Dean getting dropped into this, like, snowy wilderness. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Um, it, it has a, a, a fun... Um, uh, setting. I'm just repeating myself at this point. I don't know. It just looks cool. It looks it looks like they're in a video game. We hardly ever see winter supernatural, right? We hardly ever see snow on the ground. So it's always we we always call this out, like when we and you know have, Dean in a flannel and Catch are just like full tactical gear. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Catch's Catch's lifestyle <laughs> choices are very strange. Which, you know, I Catch technically he's the smarter one here, right? Because you know a smarter wardrobe choice. If you're going into a battle zone you want to be prepared right i don't know dude um, i will take the flannel that has saved me more times than anything over yeah. the fucking tactical gear uh, we were proposing like in the lumbered uh, around we were proposing the discord today at the idea of sam and dean uh making their own clothes um as a way to prevent john from getting mad at them for tearing their clothes up on hunts and uh yeah i just want to throw that out that like dean's probably like sewing kevlar into his flannel right i wouldn't be surprised and also uh, like why wouldn't you sew some salt up in that bad boy pockets of salt sew a little salt in there put some salt in your pockets boys put some salt um, in your pockets get that dust out and that salt in so they're they're going there they have their little conversation catch decides he's going to stick around um they spot some dudes in army gear up on a bridge um you know since they're like be all you can be u.s army recruits you know that they're angels um, i hate, I hate and this they're so trans- much they're transporting prisoners um and they start executing them one by one because these prisoners rebelled against michael now i was under the impression that the angels were killing all the humans so um I guess existence meets equals rebellion to them. That's fine. Do whatever you got to do. I don't know why they like, didn't just like ice them all on the spot and decided to march them out to a bridge somewhere. It's just, you know, just angels putting out a show for themselves. Look, that's what the whole army get up is. They're just putting out a show for themselves. Think about every angel that we've met in the show, Castiel included, and tell me that they're not just like 10 minutes from putting on like a, a small town musical theater event. You know what I'm saying? Like you could probably just like toss, toss a book of, um, I can't even think of a single like seven brides or seven brothers, and they'd be like, "You want us right now? Okay, we 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 already have all the lines yeah. memorized, no problem." And just th- thank God, no one's done that. <laughs> thank God, that we got angels- two more seasons to get through, though. <laughs> thank God, the angels haven't discovered musical theater yet. Thank God. Yeah. I um, catch one angel singing "Rent." I'm out. <laughs> fucking out of here. Is that Lee Miz? That better be a sample on a Kanye album, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they, um, all right. So, so, so the angels start executing these people. Uh, uh-huh. They pull the hood off the third person, and it's the person has red hair. It's Charlie, and the angel recognizes her and is like, "Hey, this is a resistance worker uh, who has seen Mary and the Nephilim. Uh, so instead of murdering her, because we definitely didn't see what she looked like before we put the hoodie on, um, we're going to take her to Michael and and pump her for information. And then they just like you know they have their wings still, so they can fly. Um, and they just take her away. They teleport her away before yeah, Dean can do you. anything. Uh, all right. So, Asmodeus, you got screen yet? Nope. This is Sam. Oh, this, is, this is Sam Cass. and Cass hanging out, which is... I, I just wrote ass. Like, clearly I missed a C. I missed a C in my notes. Um, 
Okay, so Castiel finally shows up and he is not happy that his boyfriend took off to Apocalypse World that didn't tell him. Dude, and, and Sam is so exhausted with this. Like, you can tell he's like, I didn't have a decision. Like, I didn't have a part of this decision. Like, Dean said he was going to do this and then he did it. Like, I had no, all I did was make the spell. And I, he basically held me up at gunpoint while I did that, except I'm addicted to magic now and somebody has to yeah. deal with that. Like, Cass, can you help me? He's like, I don't really care about your addiction problems. I don't care about, I'll break your brain again, Sam. I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I'll put Could Lucifer back in there. Tech? <laughs> not even a little not even a simple text cast just holding up his fingers like miming the text thing like couldn't couldn't hit me on the text sammy <laughs> couldn't do that for me let me know that dean was sending to the other world sam's like why are you not mad at dean why are you mad at me i don't know what the acronym for dean going into another universe is Cass. okay i'm still on a flip phone over here i'm not going to type all that out uh um sam is is taking uh like a hot meal plate he's like carrying it to uh gabriel's room um where gabriel is uh, extremely tortured throughout this. Um, like he's he's obviously been mentally broken, as we have seen with Asmodeus. Yeah. Um, they They're managed- trying to get him to talk, trying to get him to remember. And they try to give him his grace back, but none of this is really working. I, Chris, I genuinely thought that he was carrying a hot meal in for this angel and was like, here's a hamburger and some fries. But no, he whips open this thing that he has to get from like the kitchen like did they have st- did the men of letters have like staff that brought them dinner they or had whatever? butlers yeah it's, it's yeah. like this a is hot sam plate. this it's is like why a- nobody likes you it's so weird that he whips this open and there's a vial of grace in it like it's so the oh. it, i don't know it's so strange to me chris it's just Very so funny strange. sam gets made a joke of not only on the monster of the week podcast but in every buck every coming episode <laughs> every single episode uh gabriel gabriel refuses i called gabriel gabe in my notes so i'm probably going to call him gabe a lot so good just, for you good um, for you and when he refuses it, uh, Castiel has probably my favorite line of the episode where he says, Sam, I don't think he'll open up to let the choo-choo in, which is very funny to me. Uh, they try to force this, and of course, this doesn't work. Gabe just runs to the other corner to get away from them. Uh, and then yeah. it's off to heaven to talk to uh, Joe, I guess, and Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer's playing solitaire. Joe comes back into like, um, hey, well, okay, first I'll say she's dressed for the room a little bit now. Yes, she's nobody's wearing a cape nobody's wearing a crown like they should be but she's a little bit better he's still in sweats with no shoes on um and she berates him for doing nothing he he took the throne of heaven and has not lifted a finger since yeah Uh, you know maybe you could be more kingly um and he makes a joke out of this and it's like hey why don't we play strip poker and i'm like oh there it is i was waiting for the buck limiting to land and oh did the buck there's one there's one so there's there's a couple things here There's, there's talk about prostitutes and uh, quote-unquote hookers in this episode, which if it was another episode, if it was a different writer, I probably wouldn't even really notice because it is what it is. Uh, but because it's uh, Buck, I can't, Buckland coming, mm-hmm. because it's them, I just know how much they uh, hate women, how much they reduce them to being objects of sex. Yes. That it's just, it, it sticks out like crazy. Um, our friend Duma shows up. Um. Are we friends with Duma? Is that yeah? We're friends with Duma. Uh, Duma, right. who was also so. who was named Joe in a totally different TV show. So like, enjoy all of the Joes in this in this scene. All right, um, excellent. Duma shows up and Lucifer's like, "Hey, uh, you should tell an any old. You should tell this Joe person to respect me more." And Duma's like, "Yeah, I don't really get involved in like relationship stuff." Uh, but the important thing here is Duma hasn't found Jack, and Lucifer's threatening her to do it and saying it's a priority. Yeah. Um, They're saying that the angels don't even have the manpower to find. Yeah. 
uh, when she leaves, Lucifer is like, oh, wow, they wouldn't even like dare to do that to my dad. And uh, Anil is basically like, hey, if you don't start like acting like a god, nobody's going to treat you like a god. And also, yeah. I'm Audi. And she just leaves. I'm out. And, yeah. and Lucifer's yeah, like, um, Audi, should I start, she, uh, should I start she tells him, Audi your father created, you inherited. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shove it up your ass. Um, this is where we go to Asmodeus. He's upset. He lost Ketch and Gabriel. Those are his two best friends. Yeah. And he's he's thinking that like it's weird that he can't feel um either he can't feel uh where Ketch is gone and he can't feel where Gabriel is gone because he's connected to him because he's been sucking down that good good gabe juice. Mm. Ooh, yeah. What, what do you think should, of that? should I say should I say good good gabe goose? Goose for juice? I goose and juice? Don't know. That, don't know what's going on here. Don't like that. Um, okay. So we see more of Dean and Ketch traveling in Apocalypse World. We're in and out with Asmodeus. Thank God. Um, Ketch suggests that they should try using a little bit of stealth. Because um, Dean's just kind of barreling through the woods. He's you know, bent on, on saving Charlie from her situation. Um, Ketch keeps being like, oh, I bet this is personal for you. Like, yeah, motherfucker. I've watched Supernatural. I know it is. We don't need you to discover this for Dean, okay? Yeah, like, I... You know, do this off screen. Please do this off screen. You do so much off screen. Like, just make this part of it. I would rather watch the boys do laundry for an episode than have another conversation about how Dean feels bad about letting Seriously. somebody die. Um, before this conversation goes too far, they are attacked. Um, Thank God that a dude just shows up out of nowhere and literally just fucking shoots Dean Winchester. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> just shoots him yeah. in the arm. Dean um, goes down. He's fine. He's, he's fine. Oh okay. uh, yeah, Don't the dude. The dude tries to capture Dean. Uh, but Ketch is there to save him, mm-hmm. um, and then they kind of like wrestle this guy and, and start questioning him. Uh, Dean shoots this guy's knee out, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, like hardcore, he, because the guy's like, "I'm not going to tell you anything." And the dude doesn't even hesitate. Dean just like blows his knee away, like boom. There's gone. a there's a part in The Last of Us, the first one, where uh, Joel pops a guy's knee off, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was the moment where I was like, "Oh, we're the bad guys, aren't we?" Yeah, we're not. We're not. Joel <laughs> that was is not. fucked up. Okay, so I should not be looking up to Joel. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he looked like John Winchester, but I did, wasn't realizing yeah. we were doing. Okay, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Um, that was that's when knees blowing a guy's knee off. I know we're in trouble. They got uh, this dude was going to take Dean to a POW camp near some silos. So they got information. This is where this is where they're going to take Charlie as well. Um, yeah. What do you think is in those silos? Uh, I don't, hey. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like probably <laughs> some, hopefully toilet paper, right? Like the apocalypse world would be yeah, bad enough I mean, without some. Having I don't to really know what's in fly. silos. To be completely honest with you, I just know I had them in Stardew Valley. It's it's grain. You put grain in silos. Grain, of course. Grain. Yeah, yeah. It's not hay, it's grain. It's grain, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Please, nobody correct us. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care what's in silos. Uh, it's angel goose is what it is. Um, yeah, just filled with, like, you know, loaves of bread. Back on Earth, uh, Gabriel has decided to paint his entire room in Enochian symbols. It's his whole story, from, starting from mm. his death. It's an exposition dump on why Gabriel is still alive, and it can be summed up with "We wanted him to be alive again" from the writers. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to take all meaning away from his sacrifice. Absolutely, we just we just wanted the guy back. Uh, we thought he was a good director. He really wanted to be on the set, so we wrote him back in. We don't care. They could have brought an apocalypse world, Gabriel. Doesn't nope. Can't do. No, can't do. I'm saying. saying. You know, I guess if anybody's gonna be alive, it's gonna be the trickster, right? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, part of me liked it a lot better when it was um, the trickster, like 
a monster called the trickster mm-hmm. that could just defy death in every conceivable way. Yes. Um, I, I like that because it was just sort of like this, this being outside of everything else. Right. Um, this third party interloper who was just kind of fucking everything up rather than it's just, Oh, it's an archangel who's just really tricky. Well, it's, and it's like at the same time, they've elevated his status by making him an archangel, but then like he fakes his own death for Lucifer killing him. And then he goes to Monte Carlo and specifically talks about like all of the sex acts he's doing with porn stars. And then like, he just gets captured by not Lucifer, right? He gets captured by fake ass Lucifer who then like can, can, continually tortures him and like steals his grace for years i um like it just makes him at the same time like he's an archangel of the lord right like he's one of the Mm -hmm. four there's only four of those guys and there's only what like two left in the in the universe at this point yeah i I just like it just it's it's making him so shitty (laughs) like it's just making Mm -hmm. him so like basic ass it's ratchet it's making him ratchet chris it's making him ratchet (laughs) gabriel is ratchet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do a turn with him at the end of Changing Channels where, you know, he, he hasn't been really wanting to get involved and then he's trying to force Sam and Dean to play their roles. Uh, and that episode is super funny all the way through. And then like the last like three minutes of it are really serious because they get Gabriel trapped in their circle of salt and he can't get out and, or holy oil, whatever. Uh, and there's like this this turn for this character. Where suddenly, like that, the actor is looking at Sam and Dean in a different way. Like, there's no more playfulness anymore. Even some of like the desperation that he was using on them before, like he seems angry and he's literally been put into a box and like can't get out. Um, and it, it changes him in a way that we hadn't really seen before. And then he makes that sacrifice in season five with the episode with all the other gods, and he allows himself to be killed essentially so that Sam and Dean can continue their fight and and resist. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it's just, okay, but then he didn't. Okay. So he went down with porn stars, I guess. That's a, like, that just seems such like a thing that a 14 year old boy would say. Yes. Um, 100%. That's, and that's the thing yeah. that I keep coming back to is like, it's so, and this is the buckling man speaking out, right? Like, this uh-huh. feels like very much like the buckling man of like, what could you do if you could, if you could do anything? Oh, I would shack up on an island with porn stars. Like, brilliant. Yes. Yes. I have perfect, I'm, dude. I am a 13 year old that has just found porn for the first time and thinks that yeah. this is all real and great. Like I, it's ridiculous. And I, I just, it's just so, it's so demeaning for the character. I think in a lot of ways that it gets, it just makes me angry because if you're going to make him an archangel, like make him a fucking archangel, make him a tricky archangel, like make it so that, but like, then you have to justify how the tricky archangel got captured by Asmodeus. And like, the only answer is you were, you know, neck deep in porn star t- t- <laughs> booty. Right. Like yeah. I just, I don't, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's I just I, and what I, just, I mean we know where angels go when they die right so we saw Castiel wake up there what if Gabriel was woken up too by something yeah. um I don't know what if fucking uh, what was her name Amara what if she shook his ass loose you know sure, and yeah, just something cares? happened right and then he came back and Asmodeus took advantage of this this confused weakened archangel and captured him because when we first get the reveal of this this ruined Gabriel it is kind of interesting. Because you're like, oh, how did he get into this state? Oh, he was just like chilling on an island and then got snapped. Like that sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought he was clawed out back from death, and now he's like this. But no, he was just no, you know just, just another trick. Um, so we go from here, uh, um, to Lucifer. 
who uh, we get we get big like brassy music pumping on. He's put, put on a nice suit. He's got some glasses, some sunglasses, and now he is ready to be a god. And he starts listening to prayers and is immediately bored by what he calls whiny losers. Um, but he does hear something interesting, which is an exorcism in progress. Uh, yeah. And we go over to this exorcism happening straight out of the movie The Exorcist. Bed shaking, yeah. pee vomit stains, the whole nine. Uh, and it, of course, they're doing like their normal thing. And then Lucifer shows up. And I actually, this is kind of a, a relatively funny moment where the demon's yeah. like, yeah, oh, definitely. damn, like Lucifer is here or whatever. Like the demon is just, the idea of the demon just having fun with these priests is very appealing to me. Like, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's very demon like. That's what I want to see demons do more than be functionaries in a hallway or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he exercises the demon. He's like, all right, hey, go back to hell. Get out of here. He calls um, the demon the Anthony, are... which is a great yeah. demon name yes. to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, see, the scene is fun, but you can tell, you can tell there's a little buckling in there because they make, uh, the, the demon makes a comment about how one of the priests is addicted to cam girls or whatever. Like, they can't stop talking about this shit. Oh, I like, didn't even, I how didn't even horny write are you That's when you so write? Fucking... What is going on? That's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even write That's that it. Down. That's really all we get. He, you know, he just like vanishes the priest because it didn't, it didn't really work out for him. Um, it's just a scene. It's a fun scene, but it doesn't really have any bearing on anything. Um, back to, over to Dean and Ketch. Um, they got some. What are they? Oh, I, they have de- <laughs> my typos really confuse me sometimes. I wrote they got some angel killing bunkers. Um, they got some angel killing bullets in bullets. their guns. So yeah. that's good. Um, but Dean is kind of hurting, and then he collapses with a fever. Um. He, you know, it's just like a, it's a wound to the arm, but you know that shit gets infected. Your body's freaking out a little bit. You know, you gotta you gotta do something about it. And then they give Dean and Catch the most like fanfic scene <laughs> of all time. Like, oh, I have to dress your wounds. Like we were enemies, but now we're now something we're more. And it's friends to enemies. Just, it's, or no, enemies to friends. As, yeah, and as Catch is like undressing Dean to stitch him up, I'm like, bro, what the fuck? What Don't the ask for this. Is it, going let on? it be Castiel. Come on. Buckley, man, you can just post to AO3 for free, dog. Like, well, actually, not- so part of me, because I, I don't know anything about these two writers. I really don't. They could maybe just be a little bit juvenile, and they think that maybe they're being instructed to, hey, put some punchy sex jokes in there. Like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, I have an incredibly negative opinion of them, though. Um, so when I watched this scene, I was thinking, oh, you know what would be funny if we did something from a from a Castiel Dean fanfic and we made Catch do it. Wouldn't that be funny if we just said oh, fuck you okay. to all of our fans? Wow. That's how I read it because I hate them so much. <laughs> I assume they're being malicious. We started so like completely innocent of any of the writers. Like oh, the only the only name we ever knew going into Supernatural when we started this podcast was uh, Eric Kripke. Like that was it. That was yeah, all we right, knew. Right. And then now now we had like you know is this a dab joint? Is this a like we're we're all in. Um. And I like this episode. <laughs> I know. I, I do, too. Like, I think it's a good episode. Uh, Castiel, uh, we, we zip over to Castiel to, uh, and Sam telling, um, Castiel's telling Sam that he is unable, angels can't heal archangels. He's trying to jolt uh, Gabriel's mind into thinking straight, but it's not working. Uh, Ketch is making medicine because he recognizes all of this poison because it's a men of letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, Dean hears this. is like, you guys are such a bag of dicks. Um, Sam is about to walk away and i'm, I'm gonna go on a sam rant chris i i, I oh, think this is, this is time for a sam rant um yep. 
Strap in, everybody. Sam is about to walk away from Gabriel because uh, it's not working. None of he's. They're trying to get him out of his like, um, you know, probably hor- horrific, you know, self-contained, trying to make myself feel better, you know, isolation. Uh, when he decides to make one last plea, um, Sam tells him to dig yourself out of this hole. Um, he compares himself to Gabriel, saying that he, Sam wasn't like his own family or his dad, and he tried to leave, but now this is Sam's life. He starts getting very passionate as he's speaking. He says, your family needs you. The world needs you. Please help us. Uh, I'm going to zip to this real quick because I just want to touch on this and then get back to Sam. Uh, At some point, Sam mentions hookers as he's talking about, you know, escaping to a life of hookers or whatever. And this is what breaks Gabriel out of his, I don't want to call it a stupor, but breaks him out of his shell, right? Like he's like, oh, hey, it wasn't hookers. It was porn stars. And his eyes do the glowy glow thing because he's getting his angel powers back. I think this is horrific. I think this is so fucking yep. stupid. So just absolutely immature and dumb. And I, I hate it so much. Like, I think it's just utterly uh, meaningless. They are like somehow making Sam and Gabriel both worst characters in this scene. Well, like, I mean, I don't think that Sam would talk about hookers in any way, which is a derogatory term. I don't think that, I, the, the, you know, I don't think that this dude who has been literally tortured by a knight of hell would come out of it because he's, can sense the difference between a hooker and a porn star. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so, it's so just immature, but I want to go back to Sam because Sam's plea here is that he speaks about his family and how his family needs him and how this is his life now that he tried to pull away so many times, but this is his life. And I couldn't help but get just angry all over again on behalf of Sam Winchester, because I think about his arc in this entire series up to now. And, I think about his life as both a child and as an adult and as, you know, that in-between stage when he was trying to go to college, how he's, as a child, he was constantly pulled along, strung along by his father, who I I think there is a a relatively decent debate about whether or not John Winchester was doing the right thing for his kids, yes Mm -hmm. or no. But I think that in the end, Sam has been traumatized by the experience of his childhood, a hundred percent. Like, you can't tell me that that's not true. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that... Sam trying to pull away and ultimately just giving up is so horrifying and depressing mm-hmm. that it almost makes me want to cry. Like the idea that Sam has literally nothing in his life besides Dean. And then you see the way that Dean treats him um, in the last episode. I want to say it, it may be at the end of this episode, actually, where Dean gets angry and he lashes out like Dean always does. And he like throws something off the table and you see Sam Winchester yeah. literally flinch from that. And I know I'm projecting a little bit here. Like there's a level that you can read these characters and there's another level beyond that, which is a lot of fun to talk about. But also, you know, I I think about that flinch and like what led the, what led Jared Padalecki to do that and think about the trauma that Sam Winchester had experienced from John Winchester. And then also what he's dealt with, with Dean since the two of them hooked Mm -hmm. up and Sam has not always been the most perfect role model by any stretch of the imagination but he literally has nothing in his life. And it's so sad for me, Chris. Like, it's just the most depressing thing that he has has to go through these mental gymnastics to say that the only thing that his life is worth is this, this fight, these hunts, this saving the world over and over again. And I, man, it just bums me out. Like, you talk a lot about the fact that they don't give this dude a lot to do. And I, I 100% agree with you. And I wish they mm. gave him more to do. I wish they gave him more of a life outside Dean and still showed the boys like being together. 
but like even yeah. when we get to hang out with the side characters, like it feels like it's Dean's show and not and not a TV show, but it feels like the Dean is the main character. I guess I'm just using. He is, yeah. That. Dean's Dean's the main character. Dean's the main character, and most of the you know it, what yeah. we what I see online, people only really like Dean and they like Castiel, and Sam is is you know an afterthought. And I can go on and on, but if he's not popular, he's not popular. That's fine. But it it it, it sucks, and it sucks to see. The version of uh, the old version of Sam versus this this person here who is literally like, yeah, no, I was wrong the whole time, and and I gotta just you know uh, go along to get along, and literally flinching away from Dean. Um, you remember that scene in season two, and um, it, it's it's I guess we've probably joked about it a ton because when Sam is yelling, "Well, does he know the demon's plan for me? Am I supposed to go dark that or something?" Um, and that's because his older brother just told him a few weeks after their dad died, um, hey, dad said that if I couldn't help you, then I should just kill you. Um, and it's like really dramatic at the time, right? And I think a lot of that gets put on uh, Jensen and Dean because he's so sad when he says it. He says, I might have to kill you, Sammy. And, and we, we love that. Like, you know, Jensen always, always kills it with that stuff. But think about that. Like, your, your father's like dying wish for you is to, to make sure that you get killed if you can't be stopped. Yeah, um, not to finish my law degree like, at Stanford. Like he doesn't say like I, I hope he goes to be a have good have have a lot of nice children. He doesn't say to <laughs> Dean, "Hey, make sure he stays away from this shit. Help him go back to his normal life." He says, "No, if he fucks up, kill him, kill him." Um, and he does fuck up. He can't do it. He can't be normal. Um, and that that's I mean I always I always Sam's one through five season arc. It's like my favorite thing ever. Um, it meant so much to me when I was younger, and. It it definitely it just it just sucks. It's like this person who's like buckled under the weight of all that, and is now just like this tall lump in the other room in the bunker who's hacking into phones and shit because he's got nothing else to do. He's not saving anybody anymore. He's just hanging out. Um, and he's I think Sam has kind of lost who he was, or the show has lost who Sam was. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. No, but no, I th- there, I think, there's I think it's a good point. Like I want to go back to that moment where you know Dean told him like Dad said I had to kill you, Sammy, because I've actually. It's this is horrible for somebody that does a supernatural podcast, but like I don't know that I've actually put myself in the head of Sam during that conversation. Like it's always been in the head of Dean, and like, oh, this is a dramatic reveal, but it doesn't like the dramatic reveal gets in the way of the emotions of the that the character goes through. And imagine like already having a hard time understanding who you are, and then telling, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you get confirmation from the family that you've had nothing but strife with your entire time that you're not worth keeping alive. And yeah. like it's it's a real chicken and egg situation for the rest of the things that happen of Sam eventually going to Ruby Ruby right I can't I always yeah. I always mix yeah. up the demons Ruby yeah, Ruby. yeah going to Ruby and because she just accepted him I mean yeah she encouraged him to some bad habits like yeah she was using him but in his mind he's just being accepted he was literally just accepted for the first time in his fucking life like and it was working mm-hmm. and he thought he was doing good at it like it was the thing that he wanted most at the time which was complete acceptance and to prove himself to save people and to hunt things. And I think that since season five, we've gone up and down with Sam Winchester. Uh, the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons with him, we've, we, we, we've been flirting with this like depression thing. And I think that that's real and valid. And I hope that this conversation, the speech, like I hope that we flash back to this every once in a while so that he can hear this and hear his, his own words say this and, and realize like, Oh no, this is kind of fucked up. Like I have this codependent relationship with my brother that is entirely one-sided. Like Dean cares about me more mm-hmm. when I'm dead than he does that when I'm alive. Like a hundred percent, right? Like that's a hundred percent true. And I, 
I hope that we get the growth from Sam that I really want from this dude because, man, at the at the moment, like, dude, you're you're just that's so bad <laughs> like i want to give you a yeah, hug and for all reach. we know this could be this could be about to kick off right like everything that's been happening dean barking orders at him him giving this pathetic speech to, to gabriel maybe this is building just to a change in sam um but I, I don't even know what i want from him anymore i just want him to be able to be his own character yeah and to not be a sidekick anymore um not to obviously a lot of people don't like the first five seasons as much as they like the later stuff and that's totally fine mm-hmm. um but for me, a lot of what worked about that is you have the one character going through this like Anakin Skywalker arc, right? All this intense, crazy, psychic shit, all the chosen one shit. Um, but then you have the anchor next to him. You have Dean Winchester. Um, it's like Sam and Frodo or any of these other like good pairings. And that's what makes it so strong is that you, you have the one character going through it all, but then you have the equally important character there to, to fight against it, support it or whatever it is, you know? And and now it's just sort of tipped more and more and more in one direction, and Sam's just sort of baggage now. Yeah, and I, you know, I even paired him up with Castiel in this episode. Like his entire purpose in this is to, you know, free up Gabriel for so for Gabriel to do something. Um, you know, I they've given him some roles in like, oh, he's the guy that does the magic now. Like Dean doesn't do the magic anymore, but. As much as I like, we at least like let Sam get really into magic. Like, yeah, like as much as I like the idea of Sam the wizard, it feels more like Dean just doesn't want to bother doing the spell. Um, it's 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 aggravating more than anything, I think. And it's like when I think about Sam Winchester the character, I get I just focused on that flinch in this episode, and for some reason I was like, man, like because I have definitely had parents lash out in anger around me and been scared of that. And seeing Sam react that way to Dean just like really congealed a lot of thoughts that I think I've been kicking around in my head about that relationship. Mm. And I, I, I just, yeah, we, we, we got to move on. I got, we can't, I can't stay on Sam Rats forever. Um, there, there was our soapbox. Gabriel decides that he can't save Sam Winchester. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> save Sam Winchester. Um, Nobody would buy it. Uh, when Gabriel wakes up and he uses his angel powers, Asmodeus feels it. Um, he can feel it, figure out what's going on. And we switch over to catching Dean. Um, Dean is like still collapsing. Um, he's better, but he's completely exhausted. Um, and so finally he's like, okay, I, I will stop. I will, I will rest. Um, and this is where catch kind of prize trying to get more information about what's going on with Charlie. And, you know, I'm talking a lot of shit about catch. Cause like, I just don't care that he's here. Yeah. I guess if this was somebody else, like they're not doing a bad job of making him seem like a person. I'm not saying he's sympathetic, but he's human suddenly because he's asking questions. And this whole time I'm like, do you catch kill Charlie? Wasn't he the one who killed her? But no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was the Nazis basically. Unfortunately it was not the men of letters. Um, you know, I, I mentioned this beforehand that dragging all of this trauma out for Dean, um, especially on the back of this the Sam scene that kind of you know hit me hit home for me a little bit. Um, I you know I, I get it. Like Dean's fucked up about a lot of the people that he you know f- he thinks that he failed or, or what have you. Um, this conversation with him at catch I think is okay. It's the probably the one one of the few times that I liked catch even a little bit um it's still catch and i still hate that dude's face though like i'm sorry mr actor guy but <laughs> you just don't have a likable face like you're in hollywood and i'm on a podcast like we're we're not in the same worlds right like i'm not please don't take it personal <laughs> but like i just don't like your face in this tv show i'm sorry um it is what it is and they, and they, they do bond of like you know dean saying that he failed her 
Ketch saying that, you know, at least, you know, you've tried, like you were, you were trying. Ketch didn't even try to save anybody. He just let his friends die because of duty, uh, which is, you know, what now he thinks back on his time at the middle of letters and calls it rubbish. Um, and then, hey, Ketch is like, look. Maybe, maybe they should have him, like, show some remorse for, like, Anything else Nick. that he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally anything. You mind wiped yeah. my mom and you haven't said I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> You need to say I'm sorry for that. You need to do something about that. <laughs> and he says, like, hey, maybe if we go save Charlie together, it'll help me out, too. And I'm like, wow, okay, so you're just taking my shit? And, okay, cool. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Um, all right. So then we see uh, Charlie. She's resisting her interrogators. She's not giving in. Um, so, you know, the head U.S. Army recruit here says, all right, well, if she's not going to talk, we're just going to kill her. Yep. And um, then Gabriel takes his grace back, back at back at the bunker. Yep. Um, just as you know, he's now charged back up. Sam's phone buzzes, and it's Asmodeus. And this was another personal moment of failure for me, um, because when Sam goes to hang up right away, and I'm like, yeah, take that rebellious attitude. Like, fuck him. Who gives a shit what he has to say, right? Um, but Asmodeus is like, hey, don't hang up on me, and then he starts making tons of you know threats against Sam. And Sam kind of stands there shaking like a leaf, super worried about what's going to happen. And I kind of wanted Sam to be like, all right, sick dude, come and get him and then hang up. Um, Because he's in the bunker. He's got Cass. He's got Gabriel with him. I fucking dare you. Come here. I have killed three of you, right? You're the only one of your kind left. We have killed your entire kind. I dare you to step foot in this bunker. And I know like that (laughs) moment would have been preceded by nothing. It's not like they were building up to him. But I just like they're the Winchesters. They can do that anytime they want and I'll buy it. Yeah. So to just see Sam kind of be like, uh, 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 it, it sucked. It was just another like insult to injury on top I of everything. I killed your brother and I took his dope ass weapon and now it's in my collection of dope ass weapons. Come get it. Come your get it. God it, killing spear right or whatever it was. It's next to his fucking head that I keep beside my bed. Come get that shit as you Kentucky fried motherfucker. Like I wanted him to go off yeah. on this so bad. Um, yeah. Instead, uh, nope. he like he's he, like I think at one point even Asmodeus is like, "Don't hang up on me," and Sam doesn't, and I'm like, "Just hang up on the guy at least, very minimum." Next, like it, he's in a he's an abusive ex or something. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, poor Sammy. Poor Sam. No respect for Sammy. Uh, just like Lucifer is not getting any respect. Um, he's back in heaven, frustrated and ranting to Joe. You know what? Let's just have Lucifer possess Sam again. At this point, it's the only thing fuck that we fuck really, why not? Let's really do, do it. Yeah. Honestly, I I wouldn't mind seeing Sam play Lucifer again. Like I would get rid of uh, what's his he's fuck really face good at and, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. L- let him be Lucifer for a while. I would be okay with that, especially if he was mm-hmm. like chill lucifer like imagine if he was lucifer and like but sam like had the powers but sam was like mostly in control you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. some real buddy cop shit is what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> you know he's already been through enough trauma with the guy let's just fuck it yeah, let's back. make it fun yeah another 48 hours except it's lucifer and <laughs> sam winchester yeah like, let's do it yeah um Lucifer's, Lucifer's only control is the mouth yeah <laughs> sam so controls he just says everything a lot of really stupid shit <laughs> Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah. He controls the vocal centers while Sam Winchester controls yeah. the rest of Like, imagine Sam, like, saying some shit, like, you look really good tonight, and rolling his eyes at the same time. Like, it would be mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, uh, Lucifer's complaining because, like, nothing in this world is worth his time, right? So he's just going to focus on Jack, and he's going to get... He's going to find Jack. He's going to use their combined powers to completely remake the world so that he can control everything. And Anil says, like, hey, you should actually do the thing that you said that you would do, which is, like, go make angels. Like, fix all of their mm-hmm. wings. 
And we find out, and this is very frustrating to me, that Lucifer completely lied about that. Um, just so they another, just let him in and let him be king. Yeah. On nothing. On absolutely proof of nothing. On a bluff. Yeah. And it also frustrates yeah. me because, like, one of my early Lucifer fascinations, and I like it about the character in all media, but like especially in Supernatural, was the time he told Sam, like, "Hey, I don't, I'm not lying to you. Like, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Unlike a lot yeah. of your family, like, so to see Lucifer like resorting to lying and stuff is just like, eh, okay, whatever." Um, yeah. And Neil goes off on him and says, "Like, you, you're gonna be a failure. You can't, you know, you, you can't replace your father." Uh, Lucifer grabs her, grabs her by the throat. Uh, almost kills her, but he doesn't. And then she's like, and now you don't even have me. And she like leaves. And I'm like, so were they actually dating? Like, it's just, I don't know this I don't, relationship. I'm, I don't understand. I really don't know what the relationship was. <laughs> really that. confused. I hope, I hope not anymore if they were. <laughs> and I hope they never no. do again. So, Great. Fine. Okay. She's, so she's out of here. Um, and it's back over to Dean and Ketch. They make their way over to the silos, Jeremy. Um, it's daylight again. So it's, I guess it's been like 24 hours at this point. <laughs> um, and they must be running out of time because that portal's closed in 24 hours. Yep. Um, but they swoop in. We get an action scene as Charlie's about to be executed. Um, they the, uh, the angels make a very uh, big oh you know what she they say something about Charlie Bradbury and and I just flew in. I was like, wait, that wasn't her real name. That wasn't her real name. Yeah, yeah. Like the, that was her this. fake name that yeah. she came up with after her like mom died. Yeah. Um, so you know or whatever but, it was. So why did she use the same? I mean, whatever. It doesn't. Um, also they bring out like they, they make a whole production of this and strap it into a tree and like bring out a scroll of her crimes and the whole thing and then like bring out an executioner and he has like some giant fucking blade and I'm like okay cool yeah, like I, I hope Dean gets to steal her, the dude. blade like I'm looking at looking yeah. forward to this um, instead like it's just literally an action scene Dean tosses a grenade they start blowing away angels with angel bullets uh, of course the one guy the head honcho gets away um, and Dean grabs Charlie and they run away um then we go back to Earth to talk to Gabriel and Sam um, as they are about to like, as they're talking about the potential attack from Asmodeus, it happens. The lights go out. I think this is a really cool effect where the glyphs of the, that represent the warding of the bunker, like turn bright red and you get that like cool yeah. red light effect. I think that was probably one of the coolest thing in the episode. And then Definitely. as the attack continues and the glyphs start disappearing, very, very cool. Good touch. Supernatural. Very cool. I like that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent some demons in. It just seems like they, they got there real easily, but um, it's not important. Yeah, um, demons show up. They start fighting. Uh, Cass and Sam are fighting them off. Um, then Asmodeus comes in and just, you know, he tosses those fools. Forget yep. about it. Forget and about it. And Gabriel is, you know, he's, he's brought out um, and he's still not really doing anything. He's not really reacting very much to anything. Uh, Asmodeus starts killing Sam and Cass. And that's when Gabriel finally like activates his powers and he flexes those wings. Yes, he holds L two and presses triangle to activate his ultra move. Yeah, um, yeah. And he heals himself. He manifests his wings. Asmodeus throws like a spell at him in a kind of a goofy way, and Gabriel knocks it away. And then Gabriel looks at Asmodeus and just t- burns him to the ground, extra crispy mm-hmm. style. Um, yeah, just nope. incinerates this dude. God bless. No more Asmodeus. Thank God. Um, um, all right. So then that's it. Fine. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean and Charlie are time to time to catch up a little bit back on the, on their way to the portal. Um, so he's like, Hey, I knew you in the other world. You liked chicks. And I, again, um, probably wouldn't have noticed, but I went because it's buckling. I was like, oh, okay. So she's just reduced down to her sexuality. Once again, great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I just turned into a different person when I see the Buckwhipping title. <laughs> it's just it's like 
the show they just do so much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you, once you start talking about hookers and porn stars in an episode, like it really opens your eyes. When they, it's hard to justify like, oh yeah, you were into chicks or as, as a sexuality. Yeah, or it's whatever. not like, you know you you weren't a super hacker or a hunter. You didn't go to Oz and fight a war there and become yeah, dude, you, friends you, with Dorothy and all that shit. Yeah, you were into chicks. You were into <laughs> chicks just like me, man. Yeah. Yeah, high five. And she's like, I can one look at you. I can tell you that is not true. Welcome to KDAWG, the K-Dog. We're talking about women's sexuality. Like, we impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah, it stinks, dude. It stinks. They just, they, um, you know, every swing and a miss every time. Again, if it was literally the same exact episode, same writing, different writers, um, I don't know, that would have been the... Oh, I don't know. I think, I think we would have called it even then, too, especially with all the other stuff yeah. before it. Uh, I also think that this fails on a very basic way of just giving these two like he's filling her in on this entire concept of another world uh which like she's met mary and 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 joe and excuse me mary and jack so i feel like either she already knows that or she'd be and she she what she acts like right now is like none of this is real until he shows her the cut in reality and i just feel like this this is very hammy with the you were the chicks line but also just in a catching people up you were very close to me kind of thing it just feels clumsy and not very well handled um, they could have they could have pulled some shit i mean dean could have just explained hey i'm from another world and in that world we were friends and i failed to save you and then they just rely on jensen to act that right yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then charlie being in- intuitive can look at him and say okay i believe because of that like i can tell by the look in your eye that you mean it you're serious let's do this also, how great would it have been if he had looked in his eye and be like, okay, I believe you, and I don't want to be around you. You were way too intense for me. We have never met, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Autumn, yeah, and I yeah. were, Adam, Autumn and I were talking the other day about that um, question that gets thrown around a lot of, would you rather get me handed like a, a billion dollars or go back to, you know, age, you know, being a teenager, but like age 13 with all of the knowledge that you have right now, right? And I was explaining to her, like, I'll take the billion dollars in a heartbeat. Like, I don't care about the extra life because like, she's so important to me like meeting her for the first time i would not be able to replicate that right like that was that was completely unintentional on my part i don't know what i did i just worked and i Uh, and i stayed with it like if i was trying real hard to impress her into what would you do with your hands you wouldn't you wouldn't have any idea so i'd have so much anxiety about my hands because of this podcast Yep. Yep. You would have all the knowledge of Monster of the Week. Oh my Doesn't god! That suck? I, I, I would be like <laughs> to be you, burdened with all of that. And imagine me trying to convince her of like, yeah, no, it's a podcast about this TV show that you don't know anything about, and you listen to it like, all the podcast? time. What's a podcast? What the fuck is a podcast? My dad listens to a podcast. Meanwhile, you're like you're like 22, trying to tell her about this. <sighs> yeah. Look at me up on, on MySpace because I'm 12. And also, we need to invest in Apple right away. Um, yeah. So. Uh, we go back over to Castiel and Sam, who are doing the same thing that Dean is doing for Charlie. And also, I feel like this is kind of hammy as well. Uh, but Gabriel hears all of this and is like, no, I'm not really a team guy. I'm, I'm out of here. And they, they try to guilt trip him in the same, but then he just literally dips out. He's still got his wings, so he can leave. Um, back in the apocalypse world, Dean is like, I'm going back. And Catch is like, I'm not. Uh, Gabriel, like, <laughs> Gabriel like tries to be nice about it because he's like, you know, I put my money on you guys before and, and you pulled it off. Um, but yeah, he still dipped. Yeah, I mean, he's being really, really nice. He's being Gabriel about it. Like this is the this is what we yeah, want him to do. He's being very Gabriel about it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so Dean decides he's heading back, and Catch decides he's not heading back. And and I guess he would, Dean's plan was to bring Charlie with him. And Charlie's like, uh, dude, this is this is my home. Like my friends are here, yeah. and they're in trouble. This is my fight. And then Dean's like, okay. 
See you later. Um, he says, I don't want to lose you again. And she says, that's not your call. And that's the most reasonable thing anyone has is, said this episode. That's an extremely good line. That's that's the line that I like. Um, angels show up. Uh, the portal is closing. Dean jumps through. Um, and then he has to explain to... Everybody has to explain everything to each other. Uh, which I feel like this could also just be done with like a quick cut and then like a somebody drinking coffee. But everybody is mad at each other. Um uh, you know, they explained about what happened to Asmodeus and Gabriel and Dean has this line of like, he doesn't get to say no and that kind of thing. He gets super mad when he finds out they gave him the grace and he starts knocking things over. This is when we see that flinch from Sam that we talked about mm. a lot earlier. Um, in the background, there's a shot where you can see Sam and Dean like for all the world looking like me and my sister when my mom found us like doing something bad and we're just waiting for punishment, right? Like this is, a, yeah. it's a really, it's a really weirdly filmed scene for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what people's perception of Dean is when, when they see this, if, if they're on Dean, Team Dean all the time, um, or, or if, you know, they're seeing everything that happens through his uh, eyes. But here, like, because Castiel immediately kind of, like, balks and says, like, um, Dean, we, we will find Gabriel. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and Dean's just, we better. Um you know, and he has every right to be angry. I understand he's frustrated. Um, he just, you know, said goodbye to Charlie again. And um, he, he hasn't gotten any closer to saving Mary and Jack. So he's, he's frustrated. That totally makes sense. But yeah, he very much is taking it out on, on Sam and Cass. Um, and basically being like, you two are too incompetent to get this done. Um, and I, if they're doing this, I don't want it to be like a passive aggressive thing. They just have to go for it and do it. Like, sure. I, I need them to go all in if they're going to create this toxic thing. I um I get I get frustrated by this. If if I, I I'm with you. If they're going to do this, it can't just be Dean doing this in the next episode. It's it's team free will, right? Like I need them right. to commit to and have consequences for these actions because it feel, it's going to feel really really lazy to me if they have Dean act like a fucking child during this, like literally start breaking his toys again and then the next episode everything is totally cool. Um, assuming that it never gets dealt with at all, right? Like if it gets dealt with, right? We have to assume it doesn't. But, but hopefully, you know, because this could push Sam and Cass away, right? Yeah. This, this drive, this obsessiveness, which comes from a place that we can understand, it's still going to have negative consequences, and it still should if this is how it's going to manifest. Um, otherwise, we're just forgiving him for behaving like this. Well, so, and that's the thing that gets me is like the thing like the reason that this went down the way it is is because you weren't here and you weren't here because you made a call and would not listen to me and would not listen to Castiel. Like you've been making all of these decisions to lead us to this point. Like, yeah, I gave Gabriel his grace because we were trying to get Gabriel on his feet to fight with us. Like, it's not my fault that he dipped. He's an archangel. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> he had just murdered a knight of hell in front of me. Like, I, I, there's very little I was here. And also, you weren't fucking here to deal with it. You were too busy failing in the task of saving Mom and, Je- and Jack. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really wish sometimes they would call Dean's on his bullshit. Like, I really do. Yeah. Because I think, number one, it would just be interesting. Like, I think it would be fun because get, get let these actors, like, act at each other for once. But... I, and on the same time, like I think it would be good for all the characters involved. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway, I I think I'm we'll finished see. with my Sam ranting on this episode. Yeah, yeah, we we shall see. This was a long one, dude. Like we've we've been talking for a, a while one. about an episode that where you know stuff happens, but like a, a not a non intentionally emotional episode really got us going for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, but hey, fi- it was all right. final it thoughts was all right. on this one? You like this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I overall I did. There's obviously stuff I didn't like in it, but um. 
I'm excited to just, you know, see what happens next. You know. Yeah. I'm um I'm I'm very into, you know, I'm I kinda into they, they killed Esmodius. I I I like the idea of this other world being a threat. Um I kind of feel like we're about to see some combining of forces. Uh and I hope you know, I hope that the Archangel Gabriel just goes immediately to heaven and starts like doing shit that Lucifer can't, right? Like that would be yeah. that would be extremely cool to Make me. Make Gabriel the king of heaven. Make Gabriel great great again. No, that's that's not good. It's not good. We shouldn't say what? that. Too much. <laughs> uh thank you everybody for listening. We love you. We hope you're staying safe. We appreciate you listening. We've had a bunch of new patrons and a bunch of new Twitter followers, a bunch of new Tumblr followers, all this kind of stuff. It's been really, really amazing. Thank you so much uh, for spending your time on us. That's the most valuable and precious resource, and we appreciate it uh, that you're spending it listening to us make dumb jokes about hunks. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, check out the Patreon if you haven't, and thank you if you have. Uh, Chris, where are, you, where are you on the internet nowadays? Where do you want to point people to? Where, where can you be Little found? Little old me? I'm yeah. at Local Bones on Twitter. Go follow t- Chris at Local Bones on Twitter. Will I ever just have a regular Twitter handle, you think? I don't know. At this point, probably why? not. Yeah, why bother, dude? Why bother? Uh, you should just take the Local Bones and own it. That's what I say. Uh, I gotta. I gotta do it. We are all on all of the social medias. Go find us uh, at monsterthewick.cool. We have links to everything. We will be back next week with Angels, Witches, and Reapers. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. You're like kind of far I'm, away, but I also I have my volume way down from last night. So yeah, I'm like in my mic. Hold on. Well, no, I think this might be me because I had I had Sean turn down way low last night. Damn, that's disrespectful. Well, you know, I don't. I, I was there to rant. I wasn't there to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I my mic. I'm like not making any last enough. And I, but I don't want there to be a bunch of back. You have a don't you have a gain setting on that mic? Yeah, I'll just go bump up the gain. It's kind of far away from this. I got to. All right. Um, Whoa. How do I sound? Oh, too loud. shit. Not too, too loud. loud. Good. You sound good and warm in my ears, man. Let's do this. I sound good and warm in your ears. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to test something. I'm just going to like, like kind of like move up and down and like scrape my feet on the floor. Tell me if you hear that. I did. Hear, I do hear your feet scraping on the floor. No, you're good. All right. I think you're fine. I don't want problems, you know? Well, maybe maybe you are too loud because when you said problems, that was that was a little loud. Is that any better? Yeah. Am I still loud as hell? Yeah, yeah, you're you're good, you're good. That feels that feels nice. All right, you let me know if I start, you know, yeah, I'll let getting you, out of control. I'll let you know if you're peeking, peeking on that ecstasy. Let me uh, mess with my little pop filter here. Yeah, just mess with it a little bit, play around with just, it. Just you know, I'm I'm just kind of messing around today. It's been a while. See what's up. I don't remember what this TV show is about. What's it called? Super Paranormal. Paranormal Activity Three. How many times? 
I'm not going to say us because I feel like mm-hmm. we're always talking about nuts or something. But how many times do you think funny podcasters refer to the show as paranormal instead of supernatural? Uh, man, I really don't know. I don't know. I, it, just, it just seems like a thing. That's all. You, I think you just you have a vendetta against every supernatural podcast that's not our podcast is the problem. Well. No, I have a. It has nothing to do with supernatural. It's about everybody. Everybody. Every oh, other. You, just, you have, have ever. You have problems with podcast hosts yeah. making bad jokes. Oh yeah. Okay. I have just a problem with podcast hosts in general. If I see you, it's on site, fucker. Hey, hey, Chris. Let me let me see if this pun works for you. Right? Are you ready for this? We're All gonna right. let's start a okay. podcast, and it's gonna be on the hit HBO television show. We're gonna call it Game of Bones. How do you feel about that? That's feel gotta like that's, be a thing. That has to. That feel like has to be a thing. super original, right there, man. Um, isn't the is like the number one Game of Thrones? No, I don't. I don't want to start throwing shade, but there's a lot of stupid names out there. There's a lot of stupid names out there. I think. Um, I mean, Monster of the Week. It felt good at the time. It still feels good. It's just we got co-opted by something more popular. We, is the yeah, problem. We got. Yeah, it would yeah. be like I mean, if we had named ourselves Mario of the Week ten days before Nintendo released the NES, and we were like, ah, oh, tag. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> we fucked yeah. up. <laughs> now, obviously, Monster of the Week was already. Of role playing like play setting but as far as i was aware it was a way to refer to types of episodes of of the x-files or similar shows that was it so i thought hey that that fits well that fits mm-hmm. well um little did we know is that they were coming for our fucking next Jeremy. well we just didn't know that like it would get popularized and so now when you search for anything that's called monster of the week on any social media platform mm-hmm. you're going to be talking about dragons you're going to be talking about it's, orcs. it's every time i looked on in- the instagram thing it was <laughs> always somebody who had like who had prosthetic horns on and had mm-hmm. painted themselves red it was that was the yep. entire tag mm-hmm. so aka my girlfriend that's what that was yeah I'm sure Tumblr is the same way. I've been I've been a little bit more active on Tumblr lately, um, and I, I all, all the disparaging comments I made about Tumblr it was because I didn't I literally didn't think people used it anymore. I'm actually like pretty surprised to see how active it still is. It's I mean it's active and people it's wild because all I do is follow people back right. I don't actually like go through my dash right, or anything right. like that. But every time I load it up to see if we got like a notification, it's just the same thing that it's always been for me, which is supernatural gifts. Like that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. like I just, I just opened it up, uh, and like, it's just a gif of Misha Collins saying, I got your request to describe the ideal Destiel kiss. So I'm not going to go through the rest of that, but like people are out there, man. They're still doing their thing. So, um, shout out to those people. No disrespect. Apologies for any disrespect that may have offered in the past. Tumblr offers unique services that no other social I'm media can I'm out here match. coming for the necks of podcasters, not for Tumblr users, who's, okay? I gotta pick my targets. It can't be everybody. Who's I on your list? shotgun spray. Who's on your list? Who's is, on my... Is it Cumtown? Is it Pod Save America? What are we doing? What are we... Um, I, you know what? I've never listened to Pod Save America, and I don't know what it is, but they're on the fucking list. I'll tell you that much. Um, I can tell you, just that? based so, on my interactions with their fan base, uh, I fucking hate anybody that listens to Come Town. <laughs> like, I just feel consistent. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah, uh, hands for that one. You get hands. Get um, hands. Come catch the smoke. Yeah, the only podcast that I like and support is um, Ologies. Uh, it's a podcast by Allie Ward. Word. Okay. Uh, it's about science, and she just interviews scientists about mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. stuff. And that's like, that's just good. It makes everybody feel good, makes everybody happy, and you learn from it. Um, 
And I just feel like the, the demographic isn't guys on Reddit. And that just, that's, you know, that's, that's it boosts good. it up a little bit. makes it a little stronger. That's the only one I'm not coming for. Man, that's a that's a good, like, if your podcast demographic is guys on Reddit, I kind of don't want to fuck with you anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be associated with that energy at all. Though, to be fair, uh, you know, we're guys on Twitter. So a lot of people probably don't want to fuck with us. Dude, we're guys on Twitter, but A, neither one of us listen to very many podcasts anymore. And B... Twitter is not Reddit, and I will stand by that. That's yeah, yeah, sure. Um, man, I I did used to listen to a whole lot of podcasts, and that just has disappeared, and I don't know why. Like the look, the longer we have gone on doing one, I'm like, I mm, I've seen behind the curtain. I'm no longer <laughs> anybody can do this bullshit. What's his name from This America? This America. Ira Glass. I mean, I know a Jer- yeah. yeah, Ira Glass. Well, I know Jeremy Greer, so it's kind of you know same thing. It's the same, same hair, but definitely, it's definitely the same, same hair. hair. I um. What's happened to me is, uh, I think this is just my weird version of anxiety coming out, uh, is Autumn made this incredibly soothing playlist of like weird Russian industrial music um, that we listen to constantly. And she's constantly adding new songs to it. It's got like, it's like eight, it's an eight hour long playlist of bands whose names are like Ploho and stuff. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I will get in my car and that will automatically start up. And I am just so mm-hmm. soothed by it. And I don't really have to uh-huh. focus on it. And I can just kind of veg out. And I drive all the time. That's, that was typically my podcast time was my drive time. Because um, there's nothing fucking else to do while you're driving, right? So, yeah. But now I'm just, I just, I, I, I think I'm so stressed out in general about stuff that I get in my car and I start listening to Gothabat Disco, which is the name of the playlist. And I just get, I get mellow, God. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, um, uh, I mean, this is this is a way lamer version of that, but I will listen to a lot of video game soundtracks. Sure. But I've now started compiling just like the relaxing songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from video games. Like, many, yeah, I'm just going to vibe out to these because I don't need like how many tracks what, from Final Fantasy VIII are on there already, Chris? Tell me, tell me the truth. There's quite a few, yeah. but you know what? Using the original Final Fantasy soundtrack can be a little bit jarring because mm-hmm. um, they get the you know like the the computerized like tonal weirdness to them. Like I love those songs. Sometimes I like I'm not I'm not chill when that comes on. Like I feel like I could picture the scene that's happening a little bit too clearly, and I just I need a break. I need a break. So I'll go for games that like I don't even really like play a lot. Um, there's a ton of Minecraft music on, and I like I mean I like Minecraft. It's fine, but like it's not like a thing I'm into. You know what I mean? But the music very chill, very relaxed. So um, it's always just stuff like that. It's um it's weird because I've never been a Minecraft person at all. But it's super weird to think that there's like music in that game for some reason for me. But like, it's really good. It's I mean, really at good the same music. time, like I, I played a hundred and something hours of Stardew Valley, and like that music is fucking untouched in this industry. Also excellent. So, the piano collections for Stardew Valley. Ooh, what? Forget about what? it. Forget about it. Forget about it. I, uh, a podcast that I used to listen to before COVID, um, and actually a guy that was hosted that podcast guested on our podcast, our friend Dylan. Um, that Dylan, hmm. the guy that does all of our music, but Dylan, our like season four guest or whatever. Yeah. Um, they did an unboxing of the Stardew board game. Um, and oh, they, yeah, the cool. whole time they were doing it, they went on Twitch. They were listening to like the winter soundtrack or whatever. And I was like, this is chill. Good soundtrack. I don't really care Good about soundtrack. this board game, but I, this is super chill. Yeah. We went through it all. We opened it up, looked at all the pieces that looked at all the cards and, um, went, okay, I'm going to put this away now. And, uh, <laughs> that was that. That was it. You're good. Yeah. $50. All right. <laughs> Just put it right back in. Hey, I've spent $50 on worse. Uh, I Autumn is back into decorating cookies again. And she wanted to step up her game a little bit. So she was buying like stencils and all this other kind of stuff. 
Uh, and I was like, dude, you should do what like the famous YouTubers that do cookies do and get you one of those stands with a fucking projector. And like you can project an image down on the cookie and just like fucking trace that shit out. Like that's the, that's the cool thing to do. So, mm-hmm. and we've had a couple of cocktails at this point. I'm not going to lie. So I'm getting on Amazon and Autumn is of course, is of course like being the reasonable person. I'm like, Jeremy, I don't need that. Don't, don't do that. And I'm like, fuck it. We got Amazon points, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. And yeah. I bought um, yeah. it. a stand and I bought a $50 Pico projector. Um, Ooh. and it was, it, it seemed legit. It had really good reviews on Amazon. Uh, all that shit came in yesterday and I don't, I don't know if the projector is just busted or if it's not meant for this application, but I could not get the thing in focus to save my fucking life. Oh, that's totally I couldn't awesome. even see like the menu to do anything on it. Like that was that bad. So uh, packing that bad boy up and sending it back. And then sober Jeremy then Googles like, what is the best cookie projector? And on all of the answers are $175 and up. So I'm like, mm, mm, mm. it doesn't seem mm. worth it. You could just trace something at that point. Uh, yeah, you can. What, what what is the projector doing in that equation, right? Like, who who the fuck cares? Yeah. So. Just all, it's act, acting as a stencil. Speaking of stencils, Tell so me. there's been this like, and I don't know this this might be not or from something outside of TikTok, but Jess and I saw this group of TikTok that was kids, um, like printing out a picture. Of, they they all did anime characters. They print out a picture of an anime character, and then you take a piece of glass, like like a uh, like the front of a frame without the frame part, just the glass. <laughs> You put it over the picture of that character, and then you trace them. Trace them in Sharpie. All the black lines, all the outer edges. And then you flip it over, and you kind of just paint like crazy. Like, you paint it in, but you're painting it on the back side. Mm -hmm. So then, when you flip it back over to the front, all that messy paint, it looks like a crisp, clear image. And we we went down a rabbit hole watching so many of these things. Because it was so, it was so incredible what these kids are out here doing. Dude, the TikTok crafters are are fucking crazy. The teens are out they're there on, doing. They're on some shit. The teens, man. The, the teens, teens are fucking crazy right now, man. I don't know what they're doing. It's it, it's it's all fucking crazy out there. I, they have some sort of hydraulic like water conveyance contraption. Have you seen this thing where the guy gets into Mm-mm. it and like pumps his leg up? It's just it looks like a flat piece of board with something on the bottom that I haven't really been able to figure out. And a and a kid, of course, a teenager, like puts his legs in it and starts pumping it up and down like a pogo stick and just takes off after a boat on a lake. Like he's Incredible. walking on water. Incredible stuff. Incredible. Incredible stuff. The teens, man, they're gonna they you know hey teens, if you're out there listening to this, protect us when we're old, okay? You know, <laughs> us old bl- men, this world, it's gonna need you. It's gonna need you teens. We're you gotta be strong. We're I'm trying sorry to put the burden on you. But if you if you guys the could adults just, failed. If you guys could pass <laughs> universal health care before I'm like sixty, that'd be super dope. Like, it's I'm, up to you guys. I'm also trying real hard to get it done. But like I've limited options here. You guys are young. <laughs> like I need you to care more than I do right now. <laughs> we uh I, I finally I think finished base game Persona. I'm not done with it. Don't don't even. I wasn't. Don't even I wasn't going to trip. Don't it. worry. I wasn't going to trip. But there's a part where they're like, okay, we'll leave it up to the adult now. And I'm like, no, you teens just did more than anything that any of these. That the whole game was how people grow up. They get complacent with their lives, and then they let bad shit happen, and nobody does anything about it. Wow. But these teens are like, well, I guess we'll just go back to how it was. Like, no, you no. have to keep doing the thing. Do the thing. Stop. Come it's back. So far. <laughs> this has been so good. Oh, I'll never finish that game. It's been months now. It's literally I started it like November twelfth, like the same day I got my PS five. I just got a uh, triple exclamation point uh, text from our friend Brian Wade, um, telling me that the Jindy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars is coming to Disney Plus on April second. Oh, the uh, the original, the, the original the, animated the, the 2D series that Interesting. is totally I not that, canon. But I was anything. like, yeah, oh, it's not. Yeah, 
I mean, they took a bunch of cool. ideas from it, but it was super cool. Like, I think yeah. that's where um, is that Ventress, the the Sith chick, Ventress comes from. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She could kill me. I'd be okay with that. She, yeah, sure. <laughs> she could just she murder would do me. it too. She wouldn't hesitate. Dude, she fucking, I would be. She's like, "Are you on Reddit or Twitter?" And, and I would like open my mouth. It doesn't matter, and just cut me down with a lightsaber. But then she, you would realize when she asks Reddit or Twitter, she's igniting one lightsaber for Reddit and one for Twitter. So <laughs> that's why she whatever has, you answer. <laughs> that's why she has two blades, Chris. I've always wondered why she, she had two. two blades. Now this makes sense. I thought it was for maximum efficiency in combat, right? Like that's what I thought it was going yeah. for. But no, 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 no. Yeah. It's for different no, social no, 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 media no. circles. And then yeah. you answer Facebook, and she's just gonna force joke. Have you um please force joke me, mommy? Have you I, gone actually, down? I think Facebook is just slow suicide. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone to the rabbit hole that is custom lightsabers before? Have you done? Have you done this? A, this a stuff? little bit, a little bit. You, I like. Uh, I felt myself going down the rabbit hole, so I backed up. <laughs> you <real> backed quick. <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I I can't get over the fact that the best ones are like anywhere from three to five hundred dollars and have like custom yeah, sounds crazy. and lighting abilities and stuff like that. Like I can I, I see it. Like and I could definitely understand it and like i get advertisements for it now on various social media platforms which is weird i guess because i always watch the videos right like they always get me i'm like oh it's a lightsaber i'm gonna watch yep. it for a little yep. bit um but then like the the marketing videos are all like two dudes literally doing lightsaber duels and kind of like mm-hmm. almost definitely in the woods behind somebody's house yeah, yeah but but almost definitely sped up to like 1.2 or 1.4 speed so oh, it looks yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. it looks like a john wick movie <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's because they're uh, they're Sigma males, Jeremy. Exactly. Yeah, they're Sigma males. Uh, but um, yeah, like I, yeah. I, I'm fascinated by that whole idea. And like God, like no, no shade. I am not throwing shade. If you want to get a fucking lightsaber and throw a lightsaber, oh off, yeah, like more. Dude, I have I have fucking the sword from Lord of the Rings. Like yeah, I can't throw shade. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that, was, that cost me a lot of money. Who's the uh, Who's the cat that played Frodo in that? By the way, I can't remember. I can never remember his name. Uh, 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 Bilbo. No, um, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Wood. I saw an interview with him. Or I guess he uh, he has like one of the ten one rings that they good, made, good. and he was like, "And I, you know, I'm a ring bearer, so I got to keep this." And I'm like, uh, "I thought you were cool for a second, <laughs> and then you said you're a ring He's, bearer." <laughs> he, dude, yeah. Was that? Um, oh, uh, is it the Graham Norton show? Is that Was that that interview? It could have been. Yeah, uh, I, I I love the Graham Norton show, dude. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. I never watch it. I just see clips of it randomly. I just watch clips on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, I never have sat down and like, ooh, it's seven p.m. Time to get tea. Because I don't want to watch the other like, like the other bits that they have. It seems like it's way too much. Yeah, yeah. I I just like the funny moments of celebrities. I just want to see celebrities talking shit about each other. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Extremely good. Extremely good. I got lasers shoved in my eyes since we last spoke. You, you got, you got some lasers in the old peepers, Jeremy. Do you, uh, do you want me to vividly describe that process to you? I don't know. I do. Bill, uh, listeners, can we get a poll? Can we get a poll going? Do you want to hear it? Do you want me to actually do a poll in the Discord real quick? No, no, just go right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually super chill. And so, if anybody's like worried about doing LASIKs or whatever, like I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, super chill is probably an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, they give you two Valium, so I was like calm uh and then they lead you in and they lay you down on um they let you sit for a while for the volume to kick in they lay you down on this bed and they put this giant machine up to your eye and they're like soothing you the entire time everything's cool everything's dope um the the machine is uncomfortable i was like kind of white knuckling the side of the table although like i didn't feel stressed i was just nervous i guess it was really weird Mm -hmm. with the volume Mm -hmm. in my system um they did something and i couldn't tell what they were doing obviously but like what they were doing is cutting the hole in the you know cover of my eye or whatever um and then they like sit you up after that and i could not see like i could not like everything was 
Was there color? Was there light? Or was it just like, no? It was like, everything was super blurry. Um, uh-huh. And like, I could see kind of shapes and everything for a little bit was just, everything was grayscale. And then the color came back. Okay. And then like, wow. they, they said, just like, leave your eyes closed and we're going to lead you to a different room where they lay me down again and then shot lasers. This lasted for a little bit longer. And this one was like the laser light show at the... <laughs> the fucking planetarium yeah yeah where you saw like it was just like a red light and then a green light over my eye for huh. a little while um and then like they set me up from there and i could could barely see and uh yeah then they walked me out gave me two tylenol pm and i slept half a day and that's been four or five days ago now so wow wow and now how how is it now it's it's weird because I, I felt like i had the best progress on day one um, and now I'm like four or five days into it and I'm not, I'm better than I was without my glasses, right? Like t- far and away better. Uh, right. I am right. not as good as I was with my glasses. Um, we still got to eat carrots, man. Still <laughs> eat those carrots, uh, which is fine. Like the guy told me like, Hey, a, like this could potentially not get you back up to that vision, right? Like if you were at 2015 mm. on your glasses, because your glasses are so good, like we may not be able to do that, which just it depends. Um, but also it will take two to six weeks to figure that out. So, um, I, so I don't know. I'm trying not to get discouraged, but it's hard not to get discouraged. So, Have you um, like gone out much since then? Yeah. I've like out uh, of the house. I uh, not. So that was Thursday. Um, yesterday being Monday, I, um, I drove to the eye doctor. They wanted me to come back in again. Uh, oh, right, right, right. So I drove then, um, it was pretty early in the morning. It was really overcast and the lights mm. on people's vehicles were really distracting. They had those halos around them. Uh, oh, interesting. So I, I basically like, I've been doing most of my work from home, trying my best to, I don't really have to go. I don't have any appointments scheduled or anything. So I'm trying to, and I have a ton of paperwork to do cause I was off two days last week. So mm. getting all that stuff done and just trying not to drive anywhere if I can help it. Cause it doesn't feel oh. great. So, Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, hopefully it'll all, you'll have supervision soon. Um, and you won't end up like Cyclops, but you look good in the visor at least. So if the that's the visor you know, that's ever an option, I think everybody would look good in a Cyclops visor. Like it's a pretty good looking it's visor. Cool. It's pretty cool. You know that uh, Cyclops sees everything in yellow, right? Because of the I didn't. Yeah. P, uh, P colors. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. P colors. I thought P's Damn. were green. Why are why, why, why are P's yellow? Oh, piss. Oh, pee colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees right, the world as piss. <laughs> All right. Speaking of piss, let's talk about Supernatural. Damn, it's been a long time. <laughs> For piss? <laughs> I feel like it hasn't. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I haven't peed since last week. <laughs> oh, Lord. We should get that checked out. Yeah, I got a the UTI of all UTIs, brother. I got a laser for you to help that out. Thank you. 